Hey there, children's ministry friends. I have a simple question for you today. Are you taking time to rest? Rest your body, rest your mind, rest your soul. Are you taking time to reconnect with God and the people you love? Now, in the hectic world of children's ministry, this topic is mission critical to our success. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today on the Simple Kidmen Podcast, Episode 6. Welcome back to the Simple Kid Men Podcast, the podcast where we take the complicated world of children's ministry and we boil it down to the things that matter the most. And this one today, friends, it's a big one. Today, we are talking about rest, Sabbath, abiding, and letting fruitfulness and ministry flow out of that healthy place with God. As always, you can find the show notes over at simplekidmen.com where I will link to some books, videos, pictures, and some other links to help you to take this topic just a little bit deeper. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about developing a healthy rhythm for rest and work for yourself personally, for your children's ministry, and for your leaders. Okay, so let's start with you. Think about this personally. Here are some signs that you may not have a healthy rhythm of rest and work in your life. Listen to these. See if any of them sound familiar. You feel overwhelmed. You're irritable, anxious, or depressed. You find yourself thinking more about what you don't have, volunteers, big enough rooms, budget, time, support from your leadership, instead of being thankful for what you do have. You can't see where God's at work in your life and ministry. You're envious of other churches or ministries. You struggle with being present and enjoying the moment in front of you. Little things seem like a big deal to you, and you have a tendency to overreact. You resent interruptions. You feel underappreciated. The kids are just stressing you out. You feel physically worn out. You feel distant from God. You are dreading Sunday. You're not laughing. You're not dreaming. And you're just not having very much fun. So here's the question. Do any of those sound familiar? If they do, don't despair. I have been there too myself. Uh, There have been times where I could say yes to all of the things on that list, so I feel your pain, but there is hope. Now, some of those things in that list, there could be other reasons for them, but if you're experiencing like two or three or more of those things, it could be a warning sign that you need to take a hard look at the rhythm of work and rest in your life. Now, Recently, my family and I, we were on vacation where we did quite a bit of bike riding together, and we rode by this one particular house several times, and there was something in the front yard that really caught my eye. It was these two rusted metal lawn chairs tucked away by a bush kind of off to the side, and these rusted metal lawn chairs had weeds growing up all around them and inside of them, and I posted a picture of them over on the show notes at simplekid.com so you can check it out for yourself, but Every time I rode by this house and I saw those lawn chairs, I just kept thinking, wow, that is like a picture of my life and my soul over this last season. And really, it just reminded me that there are some times where I have been neglecting rest, even though I know better. I know the consequences. I know how this plays out in my life. And that was just a really convicting picture for me. And if that's you today, if you can say, hey, in this last season, I've really been neglecting my rest too. Well, I want to encourage you that God has something better for you. Now listen to the invitation of Jesus in Matthew 11, verses 28 to 30 in the message. Here's what he says. He says, are you tired, 
worn out, burned out on religion, well, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Now, Jesus in that passage is talking a lot about grace versus trying to earn our, our salvation or favor with God. But I think it paints an overall picture that the life of following Jesus needs to depend on his strength and his power and his grace versus our own. And I don't know about you, but that offer sounds pretty good to me right now. But what does that look like in the real world? What does that look like when you have daily children's ministry pressures bearing down on you and Sunday is coming or a big event is coming? Seems like there aren't enough hours in the day to get everything done. Well, first, I want to share an illustration that's been really helpful to me over the past several years to get my head around this idea of a healthy work-rest balance. Now, I got this uh, from a book called Building a Discipling Culture by a guy named Mike Breen, and you'll find a picture of this illustration and a link to Mike's book over at the show notes at simplekidmen.com. Now, in the book, Mike uses the image of a semicircle to illustrate the path a pendulum takes swinging back and forth. Or the way I've taught it to kids is using the picture of a swing, swinging forward and backward. Now, if you picture this pendulum or swing swinging back and forth in this semicircle pattern, on one side, on one extreme of the pendulum, is the word work. And on the other extreme is the word rest. This pendulum, it represents the natural rhythm of work and rest that God's hardwired into all of us. Now, if you go back to the book of Genesis and you'll see that for the first six days, God created the universe. And then as kind of the crown of his creation, he created people on day six. And then what was the very next thing he did? He rested. He stopped. He celebrated. He spent time with his creation. That was God's day seven. But for human beings, it was really day one. On day one, there was no more creating to be done. God rested and, and Adam and Eve rested with them. So God's first priority for us in creation was Sabbath rest and relationship. That's the place that he chose for us to begin. So here's a lesson that I have to keep learning over and over again, and I am embarrassed to admit it, but it's just one of those things that God keeps bringing me back to. God didn't need my help to create the universe at the beginning of time. And as crazy as it sounds, he still doesn't need my help to run the universe today, and he doesn't even need my help to run the children's ministry or to lead my children's ministry team. He is perfectly fine to do that without me, but he graciously includes me because he loves me, and he loves to spend time with me and include his kids in his amazing work. And the same is true for you. Now, back to that pendulum. It swings back and forth, right? So what happens when you push a pendulum or a swing really hard in one direction? Well, it's going to swing back the other way. The harder and farther you push in one direction, the harder and farther it's going to swing back in the opposite direction. And so it is with us. If we start our day, start our week, start our year by pushing hard into the work side of things, eventually that pendulum is going to swing back to the other direction, whether we like it or not. The bottom line is if we don't choose rest, rest will choose us. How is that? Well, we get exhausted. We get sick. We get burned out. We might quit or lose our jobs, and rest is forced upon us, even if we don't choose it for ourselves. See, most of us rest from work, but God has wired us to work from a place of rest. And if we start following our God-given design and we push hard into that direction of rest first, 
a really cool thing happens. That pendulum is eventually going to swing the other way, and we're going to be working and ministering out of the overflow of the energy that we get from rest and Sabbath time with God. And when we do that, we will discover a capacity to work and do children's ministry that we have never had before. Why? Well, because we're working with God's power and not just our own. You get a little glimpse of this in Colossians 1.29 in the New Living Translation when Paul says, That's why I work and struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Yes, ministry is hard work, and hard work is a good thing. But when we get filled up with God, then he's empowering our work, and we're not just running on our own steam. Now, another image from Scripture that is super helpful for me on this topic is when Jesus talks about the vine and branches in John 15, 1-5. Here's what it says in the NIV. Jesus says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Jesus goes on to say, remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. (laughs) That's the kicker, isn't it? Apart from him, we can do nothing. So here we see a spiritual rhythm for fruitfulness, pruning, and a season of growth, and then that leads to even greater fruitfulness. But without the season of pruning and of growth, of taking time to deliberately cut back, you cannot enjoy a season of greater fruitfulness. In times of pruning, we press in close to God, and we let him cut out the things in our lives that get in the way of our spiritual fruit. When you look at John 15, it seems like our main job, well, it's just to stay connected to the vine and remain in him, and that's what leads to true spiritual fruitfulness. But that requires us to retreat daily, weekly, quarterly, annually, to build up times of Sabbath before we're running on fumes. Do you remember the hectic scene in Mark 6? Jesus has just sent out the 12 to preach and drive out demons and heal people, and they come back to Jesus all geeked up about the amazing day of ministry they've had. Have you ever had one of those times where you're just so excited you can't wait to tell somebody about what God has been up to in your life? But instead of planning the next big ministry experience, the next BBS, the next camp, the next family event, Jesus offers the disciples a simple invitation. Here's how Mark says it. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. It's in Mark 6, 30 to 31. Now that offer is still good for you and me today. In fact, I took Jesus up on that offer a few weeks ago, and I enjoyed the most life-giving week of Sabbath that I've had in years. My family and I spent some time at the beach, but it wasn't being at the ocean that restored my soul. It was being with God. Now, I don't know about you, but so many times vacations, especially vacations with young kids, can feel like more work than my actual job. Now, don't get me wrong. They're great. Priceless memories. I wouldn't trade them for anything. But the truth is, I don't always come back feeling rested and restored. You know, there's that old joke about needing a vacation from your vacation. Well, that's often true. But this last time, back in June, this was different for me, and I can attribute that to three things. Number one, I made an intentional effort to unplug. 
Some friends of mine at work graciously agreed to cover any emergencies or responsibilities that came up while I was gone, so I didn't have to check my email. And in fact, I forced myself not to. It was really hard. I also stayed away from social media and the news for the entire week. I can honestly say I haven't unplugged that much in the last 10 years, and it was probably the healthiest thing that I did for myself spiritually in a long time. Now, I really think smartphones, as much as I love them and depend on them, social media, which I'm all about, constant availability to others through texting, that's great and for so many reasons, but I think all that stuff wears us out way more than we realize. And so stepping away from that, it made a big difference for me, and I would encourage you to try it for yourself to see what kind of a difference it makes in your life. Now, the second thing that I did uh, was that I made an intentional effort just to immerse myself in time with God. Now, this was really more orchestrated by God than me this time because it just so happened that my family slept in almost every day. And I'm an early bird, which means I had plenty of time to get into the Word, pray, listen, read, do a little devotional writing, and go for some morning walks just keeping company with God. Finally, the last thing I did was just get a lot of exercise. Now, I am not the most disciplined person in the world when it comes to this, believe me. But the place we stayed had miles and miles of bike trails. So we rode our bikes pretty much everywhere that week. And that constant exercise would help me to burn away stress, help me to sleep better, and rest my body as well as my soul. Now, as a result of all of these things, I came back ready to jump in and minister out of the overflow of my week with God. But now here I am, a few weeks back from that time with God and really praying through how I can make that Sabbath and abiding time just a regular part of the rhythm of my every day, every month, every year life. Now, I may not be able to go on vacation all the time, but I can apply the same principles I just shared with you, even in small daily doses. For example, I can put my phone away when I get home at night. I can create space in the mornings to hang out with God, and I can get some exercise, even if it's just a few minutes a day. So what does that look like for you? How can you push into the rest side of that pendulum that I talked about so that you're ministering out of the overflow of your relationship with God and not just trying to go on your own strength? What does rest look like for you? It probably looks different than it does for me. So what are those things that fill you up, that restore your soul? What and who do you need to say no to in order to create space for spiritual and physical rest in your life? Those are some hard questions to ask yourself, but I encourage you to take some time and process that this week. Now, after you apply this personally, I want you to think about your children's ministry because here's the deal. It all starts with us personally and who we are and what we do always overflows into the ministry God calls us to. So think about your ministry. Is your ministry calendar always full or do you have strategic seasons where you pull back? Are you and your leaders running from event to event or are you building in time for planning, for praying, and just for relationships? Do you need a season of pruning where you deliberately cut back some things in your church calendar to make some things more sustainable and fruitful for the long haul? Do you keep going back to the same leaders, asking them to jump in and do extra for special events or special weekends, or are you raising up new leaders to share the load of ministry? Are you giving your leaders time away before they burn out, or are you just overworking people until one day they just have enough and they quit? And finally, are you relationally connected enough to your leaders or have other leaders who are shepherding and investing in them so that they know where your leaders are at personally and if they know if they need a break or not? 
These are all good questions, all hard questions to keep asking ourselves. And really, the more we deal with this personally in our lives, the more it will naturally just overflow into our ministry with the kids and with our leaders and with parents. So if you want to spend more time thinking about this topic, I just finished a great book while I was on vacation that I highly recommend. It's called 24-6 by Matthew Sleeth. And in it, he just talks about what it looks like to practice a Sabbath lifestyle in a world that goes 24-7, like the world of children's ministry does. It's really good stuff. So just go to the show notes over at simplekidmen.com and you can check out the links over there. Also, I've linked to a song on the show notes called Breathe by Johnny Diaz. That is incredible just to listen to over and over again when you find yourself stressed out, worn out, needing some rest. It's just a great reminder just to breathe and relax before God. I would encourage you to go listen to that and uh, probably download it from iTunes and just keep it on your phone wherever you go because you just might need it this week. Well, this podcast is called Simple Kidmen, so we talked about a lot today, but in every episode, I like to boil it down to one simple takeaway. Here's our simple takeaway for today. Simple takeaway is work from a place of rest. And our verse for the day is Mark 6.31 from the NIV that says, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So take Jesus up on that today. Take good care of your soul and your health and your relationships because God loves you. He wants you to live an amazing, abundant life. And the work he's called you to do in children's ministry, it is way too important and way too hard to try to do it on your own strength. All right, that's it for today, friends. Thanks for joining me. Make sure that you check out the show notes for some of the resources I mentioned at simplekidmen.com and go subscribe to my newsletter over there so you don't miss any of these episodes, other things I post, and a lot of freebies that I like to give away to people who have subscribed to my email newsletter. So you can do that over at simplekidmen.com. So if you want to get the show notes, go to Simple Kidmen, click on the show notes tab at the top of the page and check out episode six. I hope you found this helpful. If you liked what you heard, tell all of your children's ministry friends about this podcast because honestly, I just want to encourage and equip as many children's ministers as possible over the weeks and the months to come. If there's anything that I can do to serve you or your church, if you have any questions, you can get me at jason at simplekidmen.com. I love to talk children's ministry, love to help you in any way I could. So I hope you have an awesome week working from a place of rest, enjoying God, enjoying your family, loved ones, and enjoying your church and the kids and leaders you serve. So see you next time. Have an amazing week. Anywhere.